Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Adam Covage about closing the leadership gap within organizations. Adam Cubbage, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Oh, Jonathan, thanks so much for having me. I look forward to sharing with your audience. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, it, it's so much fun to have these conversations. And I'm excited to talk with you today about something you focus a lot of your time and effort on. <clears throat> excuse me. And that is closing the leadership gap. I think that's always a challenge. It's always a problem in organizations, uh, particularly any organization that's trying to scale. Um, but it's also even more of a challenge today because we're, we're shifting yet again and moving into the post-pandemic economy. And we need, we need better, stronger leaders now more than ever before to be able to go into this uncertain future and continue to pivot, adapt, and, and just be resilient to, to all the challenges that that organizations and their leadership are facing. So I think we'll have a great conversation. As we get started, I just wanted to share Adam's bio with everybody. Adam Cubbage is driven by his passion to help people become the best leaders they can be. As the principal consultant and owner of Centerpoint Leadership Development, he equips people to lead and manage at the next level. With over 20 years of practical experience mixed with professional education, he is a true scholar practitioner. As a U.S. Army officer, Adam served for over a decade in some of the most elite fighting units, including the storied 173rd Airborne Brigade. In 2003, he parachuted into northern Iraq and helped liberate Kirkuk. Then in 2005, he led a company of paratroopers in some of the most volatile areas of Afghanistan. For his actions, he received numerous awards for valor and gallantry in battle. In 2009, Adam left the military to focus on his family and start a new adventure. That journey took him to, among other places, the prestigious Gallup World Headquarters in Washington, D.C., and ultimately ultimately led him to start Centerpoint in 2016. Currently, he's a doctoral candidate at Hood College in Frederick, Maryland. His research is aimed at understanding the current leadership gap and what form of professional development can help organizations close that gap and strengthen their leadership bench strength. At Centerpoint Leadership Development, Adam blends his research with experience and best practices to provide organizational assessments, leadership training, and integrated coaching for companies to help develop better leaders and build right-fit, high-performing teams. An amazing organizational development consultant, Adam has developed a nationally accredited training program that teaches foundational leadership to managers and directors. And when he's not living out his passion, helping to develop others, he can be found in Brunswick, Maryland, living his dream with his soulmate and wife and his two awesome boys. Uh, What what a wonderful background, a tremendous uh, and unique background. 
uh, beautiful bio. Thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of background before we launch on in? Uh, I think just that, you know, this, this whole kind of thing started, I really believe, and I've always believed and felt leaders are made, they're not born, right? There was always that kind of great man theory. And uh, that led me down the path to understanding how do we make great leaders and knowing that not everybody with a title is a leader and not every leader has a title. So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I say that over and over and over again. I think it's it's important for people to recognize and remember. You don't need a, a formal title or position in a hierarchy to lead other people. Uh, leadership is about trust. It's about influence. It's right. about empowering other people around you to be their best selves and to helping to, to develop them. Anyone can do that. Anyone can be a leader. Anyone can be a teacher. Anyone can help develop those around them. Uh, and just because you have a position, status, you know, a, a position in the hierarchy or a title doesn't really mean much of anything. You, I, right. we, we all know some of the worst quote unquote leaders that have really high level titles and positions that are quite horrible when it comes to <laughs> managing and leading and, and empowering those around them. Um, and we know people who informally have all sorts of informal power, right. uh, inf- informal influence. And, and they do that through developing relationships, building trust, um, developing their expertise and people turn to them and look to them, even though they don't have a formal position. So I think it's wonderful for us to always remember, um, that, that, uh, each of us has that potential. Each of us can grow into leadership and influence the great man theory of leadership. I love that you mentioned that, that we can just debunk that, right. That's out the door. (laughs) So much research to show that that doesn't really pan out. There are so many different forms and styles to leadership. There's no one size fits all. You don't have to be six foot five. You don't have to be a man. You don't have to be charismatic, right? Right. There, there, there are so many different ways that people can really just be top notch leaders. And, and I think people are waiting for the permission to just step into them, their authentic leadership self and start, you know, having that influence, you know, bringing together, you know, synchronizing and synergizing the different, the people, the processes, the technologies so that, you know, they can accomplish something. And it's, you know, it's so wonderful when I get to work with folks and organizations and, you know, kind of quasi give them that permission and say, no, you're, you lead people, you manage systems, but you lead people. No one's ever said, I, I lead the payroll accounting software. Like, wh- what is that? You manage it, right? But when they figure that out and they start realizing the different skills and tools that they already have and some that they can develop, the, the organization takes on a whole new dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I already referred to a little bit as I was introducing the topic for today, but um Addressing the gap in leadership is yep. is super important. Uh, it's always been important. It will continue to always be important. But I think <laughs> right now it's probably more important um, than it has been in recent history, just because of everything related to the the pandemic. So, right. w- where do you see things going, and why is addressing the leadership gap so important in the post pandemic economy? So that's a, that's two great questions. So where's it going? It's not going back to normal, right? That Pandora's box has already been open. So we're going to go back to work, but
but just not back to normal. And the people, people keep talking about, you know, this new normal and whatever that's going to be. And, we, but we don't know what that looks like. Right. And fear of the unknown is one of the worst fears of all. So why is it important? How do we do it? Well, if we take the macro view to the micro view, right. Think of like Google maps and then you plug in the address and it zooms all the way in. Um, we, you know, we hear about things coming out of the pandemic, like the labor shortage and job satisfaction and mental health and, and those different things. So companies need to be asking themselves, you know, where's my competitive advantage and how can I maximize that? And, you know, at the macro level, your advantage is going to come from one of three places, either your people or your processes or your technology, right? So if we look at uh, technology, you know, there's companies that, that do that fantastically. And we know who they are. If you look at processes like Amazon, they've got it dialed in. For, for the rest of us, for the small and mid-sized organizations, it's people. That's your competitive advantage. So the question becomes, how do you develop them, right? How do you position them to succeed? Uh, and that's one of the reasons I think it's so important now coming out of this, you know, kind of post-pandemic economy is we need to under, companies need to understand where, where they are and where they want to go, right, with their people, because it's going to cripple organizations if people just keep leaving, job hopping, doing whatever, just because they don't see any development, any growth, any potential, yeah. or they're not being listened to. Yeah. So I, th I think that's one of the, you know, really big reasons that this gap is going to take on such a important part over the next, you know, probably half decade, if not longer. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And you, you, you alluded to what you think some of those gaps are. Let's flesh that out a little bit more. Um, what do you see as the the major leadership gaps uh, as we move into the the shifted new economy, the future? So, yeah. So, and this is going to go back to you know it's situational, it's dependent. Are you at the line leader, you know, initial level leadership? Are you at the middle management or senior? You know, and if we want to further kind of complicate the scenario, we think about the life cycle or the life age of the, the company, you know, are they at the growth stage uh, or the birth stage to growth stage, you know, the sustaining success or the decline and reinvention, you know, all those things play a part, but universally it seems like, uh, and this is from center for creative leadership has done a couple very in-depth studies uh, and some good research on, you know, what this gap is. And it, it comes down to planning, you know, long range planning, strategic planning, um, leading, inspiring others, employee development, and balance. Yeah. And yeah. The, I mean, so within those areas, that's where the, the, the true gaps are. But then it, it's almost like if you look at a football team, right? If you're looking at your favorite team, you know right away where the gaps are. Is it in the offense, the defense, the special teams? right? It's only when you kind of dial in on the positions that you really start to understand, okay, this is for us, this is what's important. This is where our, our, our gap is. Yeah. So there are big trends, right? Meta trends that we need to be mindful of that probably every organization needs to try to work on and develop their people. Um, and, and having a good development program, a good uh, development culture and learning and growth culture within an 
every organization is super important. Trying to help people become more strategic, be, uh, become more uh, creative and innovative, more collaborative. Um, right. Um, all those sorts of things. Absolutely. Pretty much everyone needs to be able to develop those skills. Um, and if, if you're not doing it, you're going to be left behind. Um, but your point that there's not a one size fits all. Every organization is unique. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is, is when consultants claim to have like the secret sauce method or or model (laughs) that they're going to like apply my model and it's magically going to fix everything. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Um, you have to, of course, uh, look at the specifics to any organization. And even, even if I'm working with this, uh, a a very similar client, in the same sector, same industry, similar size organization, same yep. growth stage. Like even if most of those things, things are similar, there's still uniqueness around personnel, culture, right. <laughs> um, many other things that you also have to take account of as you're trying to move forward. And so your point about like do the work of having the conversation amongst your, your leadership team about yep. what, you know, they, they know where their gaps are. And if, if you have a psychologically safe workplace environment where people feel empowered to speak up and they don't feel like their job's in trouble, if they admit to a gap, you know, then you can address it. Uh, of, course, right. yeah. of course, that doesn't always exist. And many people do feel <laughs> like if they say anything, then all of a sudden their job is vulnerable. Um, so we need to get past that. But, but people know, people know where the problems are. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. You're right. You're 100% right. And, you know, I wrote that down too, just to make sure to drive that point home. Senior leaders, senior executives often think that they're the first ones to kind of uncover something or see it when in reality, they're the last ones, right? If you go ask any middle manager, hey, where's the gap? What are we like? They'll rattle it off. They know, you know, at least at a kind of a meta level, like you said, they understand where the where the friction points are. You know, it's just that uh, the senior leadership doesn't either have the time or take the time to really just understand it and, and ask. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, well, so something else you talk about, uh, and you've already referred to it a little bit, so maybe we can flesh it out just a bit. Um, the difference between leadership and management. Now, this is not a new conversation. Many people have explored the difference between leadership and management. Um, but it is important if we're trying to take a development perspective on how to grow our people and build out the bench, right, of potential right. Uh, of people, not only in formal roles, but even the informal leaders, you know, that help drive so much of the innovation and success within organizations. And so we do have to make sure that we remember that there's fundamental differences to like being a good operational manager, right? Dealing with all the logistical yeah. stuff versus yep. a leader who's, who's, you know, doing some of those other things. So, so describe that a little bit more for us. And then maybe we can talk about how we might design different types of development programs around each. Okay. So I, Pete Drucker said it best. Uh, management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right things. So um, as I said earlier, you know, we, we lead people. If what you're trying to do is to somehow synchronize, bring things into, you know, like gears working together or synergize, making one plus one equal three to accomplish like a very specific outcome, that's leadership. You, you require the different pillars, the different, whatever you want to call them, component skills of leadership to do that. You know, in manage and in management, we're looking at processes, we're looking at project management, we're looking how to, you know, how to, you know, as Drucker said, do the right th or do things right. And what we're seeing is there's more, there's going to be a need for more and more of a blending of these, not necessarily in a formal authority or formal position, but just through experience and expertise. And so, you know, how, how do companies do it? I mean, it, they have to, like I referenced with the football analogy, they have to, you know, I, I call it aid, ADE, assess, develop, and execute. They've, they've got to uh, first really just take a step back and understand and look, you know, where, what are the obvious pain points? Where are we, you know, not striving, not achieving. And it's usually in one of three areas, right? On the front end, it's either sales and marketing. In the middle, it's either operations, whether internal or external. And it's either finance or accounting. It's usually one of those three, right? It falls into one of those buckets. You know, can, can you not get customers and clients in? Are you having trouble there? Are you getting them in and they're jumping ship? Or are your, you know, are your deliverables or whatever it is you're trying to provide your service just not cutting it or you're getting them in, you're delivering, but you're just, you know, money's going out the window. So when we look and say, Oh, I can, you know, I can fix this. This is a technical issue, but there's always a person behind the process and the technology. And we, we now need to really focus in and address what are the skill sets? What are the things that, you know, these manager, leader, leader, managers, are going to need in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And I like um, both the distinction between leaders and managers, as well as the recognition that we need really more uh, of a balance of people with, with multiple skill sets. And ultimately, I mean, there are a lot of people within organizations that manage some sort of a task, some sort mm -hmm. of a, a system, whatever, um, whether they have manager in their title or not, they manage stuff, right? Um, and there's a lot of people who do various forms of leadership, again, whether they have it in their title or not, 
but they they are leaders. Um, the reality is most managers need to also be leaders. Um, they need to know how to lead better. Um, and most leaders also need, they, you, you can't be a good leader without being able to do the logistical operational things either. Like you, you have right. to be able to, to do both. Otherwise you miss stuff and there's just bottlenecks and all sorts of problems. Um, and so I think that's, that's a really good point that ultimately we need to develop people, um, cross-functionally cross, uh, cross skill and, and help people to have the, the aptitudes, the capabilities necessary to be successful. Um, and we already talked, go ahead. And one of the simplest ways for, for companies to figure out who these people are is to ask yourself, who's my go-to person? Who's my go-to person for whatever this is. That person has demonstrated leadership and or management potential. Right, they're generally your high your high performers, and if you just invest a little bit into them, it, you're going to have exponential results. Yep, yep, absolutely. We've already talked a bit about growth mindset. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's so important. If if we're constantly pushing, tr- constantly challenging assumptions, trying constantly challenging the status quo, trying to grow and develop, we need to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. What are some of the other types of mindsets or kind of mental models approaches that managers and leaders need in order to be successful? So what I've been finding and what I've been just learning from my own experience for the past two decades and, and seeing it really apply now is this idea of an expeditionary leadership mindset, right? There's this, if you think of an expedition, it's that, you know, journey of a long distance going, you know, to a faraway place for a definitive purpose. You know, sometimes we, we refer to it as a rite of passage, but that idea of, of being on an expedition now going forward in this post-pandemic environment, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be 100% back to work, 100% hybrid? Is it going to be a hybrid, you know, or a mixed method? Like what, what are we going to do? It depends on the industry. We don't know. Well, how are we going to, you know, get the results we've gotten before? How are we going to, people don't know, right? We're, we're heading out into uncharted territory. And so I think if we, adopt this kind of mindset of just going, you know, going into the unknown with, with excitement and adventure and keeping some basic principles around this, that good expeditionary leaders have had, right. And there's four, there's four of these principles, set the conditions for success, right. Provide purpose and clarity, establish and enforce high standards, balance the organizational goals and people. Right. Those those four uh, tenants, if you will, of this expeditionary leadership mindset are going to help, you know, the people in the middle, the middle managers, the uh, directors, the you know junior vice presidents really understand what's being expected of them in this dynamic, rapidly changing, ever evolving kind of new, you know, what's coming at us. Uh, environment. I, I love that. I love that. Um, it, it, it's, it's a, a different kind of perspective on uh, framings and mindset that I think uh, is super helpful and, and insightful to me. So thank you. And hopefully that that was also a, a great insight that listeners will really tap into as we move forward into an uncertain, unknown future, right? Yep. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time now, but before we close, I wanted to sh- 
to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your current work, uh, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Okay. So where you can get a hold of me, uh, the website is centerpointleadership.co. Um, there, there's, uh, you can find more information about the, uh, the newly certified nationally accredited course that we're doing for, you know, foundational leadership for managers. You can also contact us. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find, find me under uh, AT Cubbage. I'm there. I'm, I post regularly, just about every day, um, throwing up some videos and doing, you know, just, just trying to give really good value and content to help people understand kind of this expeditionary mindset going forward. And um, so, yeah. And, you know, the, the thought, I guess the parting thought is for companies that are serious about this need to, you know, need to remember it's not hard, right? You just haven't done it. It's like the Rogers Bannister four minute mile. So once somebody breaks that threshold, you're going to be like, oh, you're going to see other people start doing it. So it's not hard to invest in your people, develop, you know, start embracing this kind of uh, mindset and taking your, you know, filling that leadership gap to build your bench strength. It's not expensive, right? People, they, that always seems to be a concern. They pull back and I, you know, I always say, if you think, think it's expensive, hire an amateur because then you get to pay for it twice, <laughs> Right. And so then, that's right. That's right. It's just yeah. like if, if there's like some repair that needs to happen around the house, last thing we want is for me to try to fix it because then I'm going to have to have hire someone to undo what I just did and fix yeah. the original problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not negotiable, right? I mean, we're, we're getting, you know, we're halfway through 2021 and just starting to get back to work and think when they pick up, they're going to pick up fast. And if you look and you've got this huge gap uh, in your, your kind of bench strength, your, where your talent pool is, and you're not actively figuring out a way to close that gap, then you, you're going to be, you're going to be picking first in the draft for many years to come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Very good. Um, thank you so much, Adam. It has been a real pleasure talking with you today. I Jonathan, encourage same here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected with Adam, find out more about what he can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends 
via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.